Health is not for everyone. Not everyone is granted that and it's a real gift. And for me, the one of the biggest wins is like, wow, like if you have made it to this point, two of the year, like healthy, smiling, like with someone to talk to or, you know, someone to listen to, unbelievable, like yeah. actually amazing. Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today's show is with a return guest and one of my closest friends. If you haven't heard her, then you've probably seen her on TV or in your weekly magazines. She is a TV presenter, a ball of energy, and one of my favorite people ever. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast, Miss AJ Dudu. Yes, Adrienne. Do you know what? I came back just for the intro. Iconic intros. We're back. We're We're back. back. We're back. And even though we are two meters apart, it's great great to be in the same room and to be able to record this podcast with you yes so last time you were on the show it was I think right maybe one of my first guests one of definitely one of the first 10 episodes that I did so back in 2018 and we talked about your career journey so far from the uni days to the hustle to those first jobs call centers working in a clothes shop to you know pursuing your career as a tv presenter everything from for music to big brother and you know you had that real journey so if you haven't already listened to that episode I encourage you to check it out I know it just motivated people to kind of hear that real that real journey you know there's no such thing as overnight success Mm. but since then you've done SAS Who Dares Wins you've done a documentary with your mum manhunting with mum which we all loved watching you and your mum trying to get you a date I mean come on (laughs) and then I mean fast forward to 2020 and it's just gone to another level this year you know we saw you as the backstage presenter on The Voice but now you're presenting ITV primetime literally tonight with Freddie Flintoff in Don't Rock the Boat and I mean AJ just talk to us thank you oh my gosh it is true and do you know what it's so funny just hearing you just recap about the journey because I think now more than ever now especially that I'm being booked for all of these amazing projects and I've got this brand new ITV show as you just mentioned Don't Rock the Boat and it's my first ever big primetime show and I guess for for many viewers really they'll just be thinking oh my gosh she's just come out of nowhere and I'm like nah I've been out here for like the last 14 years and it's taken literally half of my life to have one good year and what a year for it to come you know this year has been full of pain but also I think full of power as well and I've learned so much and yeah I'm glad to be returning um having grown and you've grown as well on your podcast, you I mean, know. Yeah, I came right at the beginning, you weren't an author, mm-hmm. and this podcast was just 
the beginning. You didn't know where it was going to go. And now look. Wow. Look at you now. Good for us. Yes. <laughs> no, but it's great to hear, you know, she's saying, you know, 14 years. And you're right. People don't always know or see that trajectory. And 14 years is a long time. It's not saying to people, you know, stick at it for a year give it two years 14 years so it's really really amazing to watch we all everybody who knows and loves you is so happy to just to see it you know we love to see it everyone's been celebrating all week every night kind of posting like oh my gosh look at her go and it must feel really nice do you feel that support from not just your peers and other people in the industry but from friends from family it's been yeah I think everyone's just cheering you on I have really enjoyed this process um and actually I've given my myself permission to enjoy it I think you know we're we're saying 14 years that's me rounding it down do you know what I mean I'm like 14 years and then the rest I just have erased from my mind (laughs) like let's not talk about those other years um but I just think you know in the past past experiences past opportunities um you know you always think right what can I do next what could I be doing more I need to speak to this person that this is a stepping stone and this has been the first job that I've ever had that I'm like no I am enjoying the whole process from the pre-production to filming it to reconnecting with everybody that I was on the show with virtually of course and um I've been enjoying the billboards the adverts that literally everything about it and it is really good to feel everyone's energy as well you know whether they are people who have been supporting me for many years or whether they have just been introduced to me for the very first time I feel a lot of love a lot of energy and I am allowing myself to enjoy it yes yes it's what you deserve and it's great to hear that because I think we've talked a lot on the phone this year I mean Mm. we're going to get into all that but I think it's even good for me to hear that because as you said you know writing my first book this year and the conversations that we have I think really help to put it in perspective and when you're saying then about celebrate this you right we do think about the next thing so for example with that I was like I had to write the book and now then you get that bit done and then it's like right now you've got to promote the book and now you've got to do this and you're like you've actually taken a moment to go cheers amazing look you've finished you created something that was just an idea and now it's in your hands so I think I'm going to take some from this already I'm going to take that and go you know what allow yourself give yourself permission to celebrate, yes. to, to look at the milestones without rushing to the next one because I think we're all guilty of doing that. Everyone's guilty of doing it. I mean, it's it's constant and it starts from such a young age, you know. You're at school and you're enjoying school but then you've got to get those grades and it's kind of like, oh, well, what am I going to study at university and, like, what's my life plan? And it's kind of like, you know, we are conditioned as humans from a very early age to think about the next steps and I think it's great to have a plan Uh, But I do think actually in doing all of that, sometimes we do lose track of the now. And Mm -hmm. if there's anything that I've learned from this year alone Mm -hmm. is to focus on the now because you just never know what's around the corner. I mean, right? We never... (laughs) Who could have predicted this curveball of a year? Do you know what I found the other day in my office, which was just irony, but also just I had to laugh out loud. I found a diary slash journal that somebody had bought me as a Christmas gift and the cover of it said... 2020, capital letters, best year ever. (laughs) (laughs) And I found it and went, lol. But I mean, there has been good things. And you know what as well? I think both of us are sitting here saying, you know, in really, really fortunate positions and saying, 
you know, celebrate the celebrate the milestones. Mm. But these are big milestones, like you say, being on an ITV show or writing your first book. But actually, we also need to celebrate small milestones, right? So like of when course. you, you know, when I think back to different things along the way before this year and some this year, sometimes as well, you don't even celebrate the small things. For example, you know, I always come back to running and sport and whatever, but you don't just get up and do the marathon. So for example, me writing the book or you doing that show, it's like the marathon, you know, that kind of thing. But you had to do a 5K first and a 10K first and a half marathon. So if you're not yet thinking, well, I'm not celebrating, yeah, being on an ITV Prime show or writing a book or whatever, there's still, I think just as much importance in celebrating and taking a moment to give yourself a pat on the back for the small wins as well. Absolutely. And this year has made me really appreciate health for the first time. I know that both of us lead very active lifestyles. We're very, you know, much outdoorsy, on the go. We love to run. But this year, wow. I mean, it has, it's been relentless and a, a real wake-up call to say, do you know what? Health is not for everyone. Not everyone is granted that and it's a real gift. And for me, the one of the biggest wins is like, wow, like if you have made it to this point, two of the year, like healthy, smiling, like with someone to talk to or, you know, someone to listen to, unbelievable like yeah. actually amazing yeah absolutely so i mean we've mentioned a little bit about this year but let's go back to march to the start of lockdown i know as you know we talk a lot as i said some of our phone calls are two hours which is just <laughs> hilarious because we could always continue right I we're know. like right we've gotta go no we've gotta go gotta go but <laughs> let me tell you about this thing so at the start in march i remember us having some phone call conversations where you were like you know what okay cool no one really knows what's going down you know i was supposed to be going to fly and do this show and i've had all these jabs and injections and now i can't go so you know what i'm just gonna chill at home and i remember feeling like you know that bit between Christmas Christmas Day and New Year's Eve where you just sit at home in your pyjamas and you kind of just watch films and chill out? I think that was kind of your vibe. And then you were like, oh, the weather's good. I'm in my garden. Like, yeah. you know. And then there was definitely a turning point. I think both of us, maybe I was like, I was like, AJ, I'm glad that you're, you know, chilling out. Have a little break. You deserve it. You've been working hard. But then do you remember me being like, mm, when are we going to get back to work? Yes. <laughs> and I am so grateful for you. People like Adrienne will always get you back on track because, yes, Adrienne, thank you for sharing <laughs> that I was really out here living my best restful life. I was eating ice cream. I was going to bed late. I was treating it like Christmas. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't getting dressed. I wasn't in a good routine, um, but but I was very relaxed and I do feel like that, that was needed. I mm. felt really, really, really relaxed. Um, and it was the first time in many years that I felt like I'd properly had a pause. But obviously there comes a point where you need to get back on the road and you was like, mate, it's time. It's time. It's but time. I'm also going to just say as well, I love that you had that rest. And yes, we need to rest. But I just remember as well, that was your experience of the first few weeks of lockdown. Me over here, homeschooling a nine-year-old, getting guinea pigs, working out, doing these. Yeah, it was so funny because you were like, oh, what are you doing today? Chilling. And I was like, no, AJ. So I think actually, like, it was, I'm glad that you had that rest. And as you say, I know we're laughing, but it, it is important. You needed it. You've been working relentlessly nonstop. But after you'd had that rest, as we said, you know, it's like it's good have a rest put your feet up but if you'd have continued to do that from March until now mm. you know potentially maybe I don't know if you'd have felt the same as you do and I think really yeah we had that chat and you were like okay you're right I'm gonna 
you know, dust off my phone. Yeah. Start doing some, you know, doing some content. Start, I don't know, sending a few emails, doing some courses. You did an online course. I did an online course, for crying out loud. <laughs> I was learning out here. I was reading books, darlings. I was doing the most. But one thing, and I don't know if you remember this, but I remember thinking, gosh, I'm so overwhelmed because... I went online and everyone was doing Insta Lives, like be it from makeup tutorials to fitness regimes to just like everything. And I just, I don't know, it's weird because I've always found personally like social media to be quite a positive, not always, but you know, in recent times I've found social media to be a very positive outlet for me. And this was the first time that I just was like, oh my gosh, every time I go and look, at anything it's negative news I'm being bombarded or it's really positive but it's it's too much it's like piling on the pressure <laughs> I'm saying, like, like oh do this do more do well actually saying that I did host a run challenge which I loved and I think did you do that you didn't do the May run challenge no no <laughs> no. no I was doing <laughs> zoom quizzes like the rest of us Adrienne and okay. you was out here running miles <laughs> okay May just you know no but the thing is I, I hear you I think you kind of have to like pick your thing because I think yeah I, I was as I said hosted the 100k May and I think I definitely did a few IG live workouts but I know what you mean it's like well if that's what I'm doing I'm doing that I'm not then saying okay I'm also going to do as you said you know a course and I'm homeschooling my son and you know let's bake some sourdough or let's make a banana like I feel like you're right so many people probably back at the start were like I'm going to do all the things. And then probably after a while, we're just like, oh my gosh, too much too soon. Mm. Well, I genuinely did take time to think. And um, actually, you know, you know us, we never truly, truly switch off. I mean, I've been freelance, you know, self-employed for years. And so there's never a bank holiday. There's never a weekend. There's never any sort of day off. So even on our day off, we're, we're always creatively thinking about okay how to cultivate our next move and I remember you know cooking on my insta stories you know making chips you know we found my love for chips cheese and gravy I made a whole show about it on my IGTV you use a deep fat fryer in, like in your kitchen I was like who owns a deep fat fryer me darling <laughs> me northern last darling I mean if anyone is listening to this and has never seen AJ which I don't know I'm sure you know what she looks like it is actually a joke that she has a deep fat fryer in her kitchen and those legs are you mad what is going on oh my gosh but I think it was just so fun because I thought I want to connect with people because that's what I love doing and I do want to you know be active on social media and really you know advertise myself to potential employers uh, employee yeah, employers. Um, but I, I wanted it to do it. I wanted to do it my way. And one of the beautiful things was, you know, I'm really close to um, my younger brother. And he said, oh, you know, AJ, you know, remember, he was reminiscing about um, the times when, you know, the times before social media. And I'd be like, oh, I want to enter this competition for to get on MTV. And we'd move all of the furniture around, like my bunk beds and our chest of drawers and we'd set up, you know, I'd get him to film me on this tiny little Motorola when it was all really glitchy and we didn't even know how to send it 
from the phone. We were like, okay, brilliant. We filmed it. And now how do we send it? And um, he was like, oh my gosh, do you remember when we just make these funny little videos and we always were churning out ideas and, you know, it was a fearless time. And I think, you know, the, the more you go through life and the more opinions you're exposed to, you kind of lose that playful nature. And so I wanted to bring that back, mm. essentially. And I did by getting a lot of showbiz people to tell me what to put in my deep fat fryer. I know, I saw it on Zoom and it was, yeah, I think it was exactly that. It was fun, it was for fun and you were able to go, you know what, this is just for fun and that's all it has to be. It was. And do you know what? Two jobs out of that. Wicked. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, that is, you know, that buzzword, authenticity, isn't mm. it? It's kind of like when you love something, it's contagious, isn't it? Like your energy spreads. Don't and... say contagious this year. <laughs> <laughs> No, might cut that out. No, you're right. Adrienne, don't bring the tone down. Sorry, yes, you're right. No, the energy of it was great. It felt like you say, authenticity, I feel like is one of those words that when I see it now, you pro- oh, I just go, oh my gosh, because it's been used so much that it's just diluted its meaning. Mm. But you're right. I think when you genuinely create something out of a place of, oh, I would like to see this, I would like to do this, it's fun. You're not having to put, you know, there's no script and words in your mouth. Mm. It's just you. Yeah, it really does come across. So. I've always said, genuinely, because um, when I started out in TV presenting, everyone was like, oh, you know, it's just really important to be yourself. And I was like, what does that even mean? I, I am being myself. But really... It is actually really hard to be yourself. There's so many references that we've got now on how to look, what to wear, uh, what to act like, who to be all the time, um, that actually it really did. I mean, for me, maybe, took me, you know, a few months of sitting in my PJs eating chocolate to be like, you know what, this is what I love. I tell you (laughs) all the time. I'm literally like, I love watching TV. Yeah. To the point where I have to be in the TV. That's how much I love it. (laughs) Oh, it's interesting, yeah, because I I have a TV that, to be honest, without a child, I wouldn't even turn my TV on. I know. Except for to watch you, darling. Exactly, but even that is by force, Adrienne, and don't you lie. I know, literally she's like, it's on at nine, turn on the telly. But yeah, I know that I, I know you've always had a love for telly. And so yeah, now you are living your dream. Thank and you. as we said, you know, there's been highs, there's been lows, 2020 for so many people. I mean, but globally, you know, I think we, we definitely have to talk about, so we started in March, lockdown happened. We didn't know how long it was going to go on for. There's a lot of tension, a lot of unknowns. And then not long after that, there was the killing of George Floyd and the start of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, we spoke a lot that week, and I know you've spoken quite publicly about it since, actually, but I really want to talk to you about what those first few weeks were really like for you. In a word, traumatic. Like, honestly, it was... um, I had a real visceral reaction to it um, for so many reasons. Um, One, the fact that I think... The killings, the murders of people are literally there for us to see. And it's just a rolling video that you can scroll past and and click on. And I just don't like that. I'm like, this shouldn't be a normal thing that 
I have to witness, like, or anyone should have to witness. And and by doing that, it dilutes the impact of it, I think, sometimes. But also, just how triggering everyone else's reactions were as well. It, it, it really... Um, yeah, it unleashed a lot of trauma that I'd clearly buried and not dealt with. I thought I had, turns out I hadn't. Um, and made me feel all of the emotions. I felt sad, I felt angry, I felt frustrated. And yeah, I felt really hopeless as well. I just felt like, oh my gosh, this wall of resilience that I have been taught to build, this thick skin that I have been taught from a very young age that I have to have, all of a sudden, in that one moment, just felt like it had disappeared. And it was like real loss, mm. felt grief, real grief. Mm. Wow, yeah. And honestly, I remember us talking and it was so difficult. And also I think what was adding to it was just the pressure I felt and the noise that other people I think had this expectation to say to you well AJ what do you think AJ what do you feel like mm. tell us and like you know I know that for a little while it was like it's overwhelming to read to see to hear as you said and it's like you want to show support you want to you want to share whatever you want to share but in your own time and I think something that we both probably discussed at the time was like it felt as though the world kind of said, this is happening now. So you have to make a statement about it. You have to talk about it. You have to tell us your experience. You have to, mm. you know, and some people were doing, as I'm sure we can agree on, you know, quite performative, you know, they're posting things, they were resharing things that which they knew nothing about. And it was kind of like, you know what, just posting a tweet or, or a black square or whatever you want to do. If you don't do any other work than that, if you don't actually, you know, I don't know, contribute money to the petition or read the book or do some work, then it's just meaningless and I think mm. I don't know we both just I think had that conversation where people were like you know use your voice tell us do this do that and then other people to me saying you know do this and then say well don't do that and don't say that and you and I honestly I think between both of us yeah you said there was like the personal element of like how do you actually think and feel you have to process before you start to share it with the rest of the world yeah you know people forget that everyone experiences things at different times so you know one thing that might make you sad it will make me feel sad maybe tomorrow or you know it might make us both feel sad at the same time but I can't talk about it yet like you know there's you know I can talk about this now because you know, I've processed it a little bit more. But at the time, it was just involuntary tears. It was like, I literally can't finish my sentence. So I can't talk about it now. Like, leave me alone. And the audacity of a lot of people, I think, in this world, where they they think that because they posted a black square that their bit is done. I think that really saddens me that we're now, yeah, we're now living in a world where... Uh, oh, I've done my bit because I've used a hashtag or mm. I've done my bit because I've posted a black square. I'm like, no, that is that is far, far from it. And then I also had, you know, people who, you know, are even close to me calling me up, almost, you know, saying sorry for being racist in the past, but then making it all about them and them crying and, and what can I do now? And I don't know, that was stressful. And then brands as well being performative and... Um, 
you know, looking to me to be this oracle of information. And, take, and take, take, take. I take, take, take. And also giving me a forum, you know, here's a platform. Now we're going to give you a show to talk about all of your traumas. And I'm like, no, I don't want a show to talk about the abuse. I want a show to talk about the joy because that is how my activism is rooted. I believe activism can be deeply rooted in joy and there's power in perseverance and that's how I want to spread my activism. Absolutely. And also by living it, you know, that Mm. thing that you don't have to necessarily, as you say, speak on your trauma and perform it and relive it and share it again and again and again for others to learn and for others to, uh, you know, as you said, like kind of go, oh, in the past, I've been racist and now I've learned that. Let's talk about it. No. But actually, as you said, you living your life, you being a black woman with dark skin, you being on the TV, you being out here, you living your life and showcasing to people and to young black women that if I can do it, you can do it too. That, I think, as well, is let's not forget that you are an example to so many young black people and I'm sure that you've probably had messages from them reaching out to you and just by seeing you, you're doing a lot. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I I really hope so, because I tell you what, we all need a little bit of motivation from time to time. And I'd I'd love to be that person. Um, But yeah, just, you know, just hopefully what this year might have taught everyone is just to be a little bit more empathetic and and just, you know, just realise that, you know, people... Even the smiliest, happiest person has lived a life that you haven't seen. Absolutely. And you know what? You know, I think some things have definitely changed as a result of that Black Lives Matter movement. And I, you know, because I've talked about it with people who are like, no, nothing's changed. You know, people are kind of on that, oh, are we still talking about that? And actually, mm. I don't know, I kind of, I'm, I'm always optimistic. And I described it as, you know, for example, if you go back, uh, I don't know, maybe... 10 years, 20 years, to a time when even things like catcalling women and, like, you know, wolf-whistling women and, like, you could, for example, the whole office vibe of, like, you know, a a guy slapping a woman's ass and then them, if the woman wasn't happy about it, it's like, wow, she's uptight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Mm. the way the world has changed and with things, you know, change that does happen, whether it's the Me Too movement, whether it's just women and and the feminist movement and women having more, more of a voice and being listened to and being heard and kind of calling out those things, that could not happen now. If that happened now, that guy is losing his job you Mm. know so I think the way it might not happen overnight but I think certain things that were able to just go on for so long for example having nine white women in a beauty campaign and then having one light-skinned mixed race woman with straight hair who doesn't even look mixed and people being like well we've ticked that box I think those days are long gone and Mm. I hope my optimistic attitude is that even if this change is incremental and even if we're not where we need to be yet, we are heading in the right direction. Yes, and long may it continue. I really, really hope so. Um, because, yeah, there's so much talent out there. And I think, you know, be it for, um, you know, beauty campaigns and TV shows and magazines, but even, you know, outside of that world, outside the world of media, I think, you know, our job spaces should be reflective of the world that we live in. And that is diverse. Mm. So wake up. Right. Let's see. And it's interesting because it's often the people who, I don't know, the people who have the authority, the agency, the power to make those big changes are often the people that really don't see it. And it's so weird to me. I've had conversations this year and I've been like, what? And they're like, yeah, I actually really never kind of looked around and thought everyone here is a white man. Hmm. and I'm, I'm like you, you're joking you, you know and they, they're generally like no I never 
I never because you know you just live your life and their experience that's their that's their lived experience yeah yeah it's what, fascinating what that must be like yeah <laughs> what's that like <laughs> I know but again it's it's that saying of like well good for you man that's your privilege that you are only just learning about something that people have had to endure for years the discrimination the injustices in the workplace that people have had to endure forever for as long as they've lived from before they were even in the workplace, I already knew. Like, my mum was like, listen, <laughs> the world ain't fair and it's definitely not fair for you. So just, we move. We have to keep it moving yeah. because, you know, we can't dwell on it. Like, there's, there's got to be a way forward. And, uh, yeah, yeah, brilliant for the privileged people who are just learning. But you're never too late to the learning party. As yeah. we all know. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Never too late and you can do something about it. And, I mean, you mentioned your mum then. I just... I wish I had a whole... Epi- I want to get your mum on this show. Oh, my AJ's God. AJ's mum, you know, she just... She's the epitome, I think, of just resilience. A, a strong woman. You know how many children she's raised? Eight. Eight children. And this woman, I mean, she's joyful. Her smile, her energy, her strength. And I know the stories you've told me about her before and the way... I guess she just instilled in you from day one. As you said, yes, you're going to have to work hard. But, you know, everything you've always told me about her is that, yes, she told you you'd have to work hard, but she always told you that it was possible for you, that you could do it, that, you know, you live here in England and you can do you can do it all, basically, because I know that wasn't the case for her in Nigeria, right? No, it wasn't. And, you know, she is from um, a very poor family. And actually, the structure of the way that she was raised, essentially, is the, the boys get educated. And the, and the women don't, um, as it used to be in this country and, and many other countries. And that is her biggest, oh my gosh, she's she's still fuming about, um, you know, not having the right to an education from such a young age just because she was born a female. And that was the one thing that she was just like, I'm going to have girls and they're going to be educated and they're going to be self-sufficient and not have to get married in order to succeed. They they can do that if they wish, but they can succeed with or without a man. Oh, I love her. Love, I love that. Her. I love you. What a woman she's raised. Thank oh, you. Wow. I mean, yeah, so you're not married right now, but can we just, I mean, when you do get married. Where is he? Well, also when you do, I mean, you in a wedding dress. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm already, I'm already here for the 17 page spread. <laughs> Yes. A vision. Oh, what a party. What a party. All right. right. I mean, he ain't going to get a look in. Like, you know, it's not about you. It's all about AJ. <laughs> and he needs to know it. It's very exciting. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, let's bring it back to the show. So, let's talk about lockdown one, because now we're in lockdown 2.0. And in lockdown one, you, after your restful time, Mm -hmm. you did get back out there. And I saw you with the skipping rope. I saw you running. I saw you doing at-home IG live TVs with Esme, with me. I saw you doing fit workouts. Yes. You were on it, right? So... 
in the summer, I definitely think it was easier. The sun's shining in the morning. It's like, yes, get your tunes on, lace up. We both love to move and run and all that. But lockdown 2.0, I'm Mm. definitely hearing from a lot of people, Adrienne, how are you getting out running? It's cold. The mornings are dark. You know what? Let me just keep this hoodie on and not go out and exercise. So lockdown 2.0, what are your plans to keep it moving, to keep motivated? Or are we going back to the sofa, AJ? I'm not going back to the sofa, promise. (laughs) Um, I am, basically, the first thing I do um, is open my windows every single day. Even though it's really cold, frosty air, I think it's really good to get like a breeze throughout the house and just be like, right, rubberick. I've got lots of houseplants and especially for those who don't have any outdoor space whatsoever, don't live near a park to go for a nice little walk to, I think it's really important during this time to order some plants get some plants just really bring the outdoors in not only will they like purify the air around you and make your home feel really fresh but they will also give you a huge sense of achievement if you manage to keep them alive yes and both of us our plants are thriving Thriving. one of our friends (laughs) Hayley she bought so many plants when she moved into her house and within six months they were all dead and they were big plants she spent money and then when I moved into my house and did the same she was like oh good luck all those plants are gonna die and I was like "Uh, excuse me I'm not here for this negativity and literally a year later those plants are thriving they doubled in size and now she asks me she's like um, what are you some plant whisperer but yeah between the two of us I know we've both got a lot of plants they um, I don't know about you AJ but I do genuinely get joy and satisfaction out of watering them moving them to the light I spray them I spritz them and yes. I'm like oh my gosh look at her go look at her grow and thrive I love yes, it yes it's brilliant and that's what it is it's life in your home it's growth in your home and that is the progression I've got this cheese plant right and it curls up and I feel like the cheese plant is like very representative of me I feel like if I was a plant, I would actually be a cheese plant. Because basically, how the leaves grow, they are just like busy in a way in the background. They don't look like a leaf, right? They are just slowly growing within the stem, wrapped around, right? And then one day, they just go, bing, I'm here, I've arrived, and I'm here to stay. And that is my mood. I'm like, I am a cheese plant. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm thinking? I need to apply that same, whatever we're doing with those plants to make them thrive and grow, I need to apply that to my hair. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my hair. gosh! Lockdown yeah. hair. No. Uh, wow! I'm like my hair. Honestly, my, uh, my I've hair. got a fake ponytail in because all my my hair fell out. And my hairdresser has been on the show. <laughs> She's amazing. I haven't seen her this year. Wow, Locked, after lockdown 2.0, we both need to get our hair game as strong as our plant game. Yes, let's, yes. Let's revisit that. Exactly. Haley's plants may have died, but I mean, Haley's got the best hair. Oh, her hair's I great. Mean, Maybe divine. if you only have one. <laughs> Are your plants going to grow or is your hair going to grow? Like one or the other. <laughs> but taking it back to, yeah, I guess keeping active, keeping moving and working out. Let's be real. You know, it's not because both of us, as I said, we both get up, we both, you know, do that Insta story being like, woohoo, we're running. But we do have days where you're like, oh, come on. Of like, course. Or you go, even sometimes you, even getting out, you get out and then you're like, oh, this is hard the whole time. And you finish, you're like, oh, that, thank goodness that's over. So yeah, what are you, I guess, have you actually thought about 2.0? Like, uh, you know, how are you going to keep moving? It's- I have a little bit, to be honest, because it's already getting darker and the darkness for me, I do not like the dark. I have got one of those um, Lumi alarm clocks because I'm just like, I need that light. I need that gradual light. Um, but one of the things that I have 
started to do, especially on days that I don't want to work out, I actually don't feel like it. I just think, yeah, you know, not by force, a little and often. And so what I do is make myself a coffee and go for a brisk walk Mm. and just be like, yeah, walking and being outside is good for you. You will feel uplifted. And then, you know, maybe a couple of days after that, then I'll run Mm. or, you know, do some star jumps. How funny is this, right? So my dad is 81 and um, he lives in a small flat. He doesn't have a garden or anything. And all... All of his activities have completely closed down. Um, and I remember going to see him and being like, oh my gosh, dad, you're still so chirpy. He actually turned 81 during the pandemic. And I was like, you're still so chirpy. What is the secret to life? And he said, 50 star jumps a day. Yes, and I was like, yes, dad, that is the move. He literally gets out of bed and does star jumps. And they do. It makes you feel really good. And also, if you just put your arms out wide over your head, that is like like a power pose Mm. you are like yes so come on make yourself big take up space fill your lungs breathe in you know what when you said around I didn't know where you were going to go with the whole oh if I'm not feeling it I don't do it because I know some people they're like well if I'm not feeling it and I don't do it I would never do it but I think you know you said you have your coffee go out for that brisk walk so that something's better than nothing but also people underestimate walking I don't want to go too like boring with the stats and data you know I love stats and data and after (laughs) the research I did for the book it's just I'm just full of facts now but uh, you know people who have dogs they are far less likely to have heart attacks they have better blood pressure um, less likely to develop diabetes these lifestyle related chronic illnesses can be prevented just through walking so as i said not going to go too down that road but don't underestimate people think walking doesn't count oh i haven't worked out today but actually walking oh my gosh move your body every day starting your day with a walk if you don't have a dog i don't have a dog but i just go out for a walk i see other dog walkers Mm. and i'm like oh i wish i had a dog yeah it would be so cute and also i have been skipping i just did off my skipping rope and yeah i just revert back to just the things that you like i think like you know skipping it just sort of like fell out of favor or it's like this childish thing that you do or it's what boxers do there's no in between because i'm like oh no actually i quite enjoy like going outside 10 minute skip again that thing of doing something always is better than doing nothing and it always makes you feel better yeah but skipping's hard aj i've seen you (laughs) 10 minutes skip it 10 minutes honestly if you have never skipped and you get a skipping rope for 10 minutes you are sweating yeah of course but again i built that up so i'd be like okay i'm just gonna do 10 and then take a rest and then 10 and then take a rest then i worked up to a minute We've seen the fancy footwork on the stories. Wow, she's showing off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so to conclude our, our lockdown life, you know, part two... Do you think there's been some, you know, any life lessons, anything, you know, a lot of people have had time this year to reflect. They may have been furloughed. They may have been at home with their family. Like loads of things have changed. Right. So I think a lot of people are talking about reflecting. And I myself have probably thought about it a little bit. But one thing I'd say is that I think human beings, we adapt quickly, which is amazing, which is testament to, you know, we, we adapt quickly. But we also forget quickly, which can be, I think, a blessing and a curse. So, for example, when you have a baby and you go through childbirth you forget the next day or even actually within minutes I forgot about the pain and the hours of suffering because you just have this amazing beautiful thing you're like oh my gosh amazing you just you do it again the next day so I think our ability to forget 
can be good, but I also think it can be bad when, mm. for example, the things that at the start of lockdown for me in March, when I was like, oh my gosh, I just, you know, I'm so grateful. Like, for example, when my food delivery came and, you know, at the time you couldn't get a food delivery slot, you know, shelves were, you've seen things on Twitter and on BBT News about the empty shelves. And I was so grateful to have fresh oranges or to have some eggs or, you know, something that I'd been waiting for for five days when normally I'd just pop in the shop, pick up what I want, come home and not, you know, not to say I was just abundant and wasteful, but I didn't appreciate, you know, oh my gosh, this is a fresh orange. Mm. Whereas I do think already, you know, things change and we kind of, you know, the things that we treasure, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for this. I'll never forget it. And six months later, we already forget it. So Mm. do you think there have been any life lessons for you personally this year that you will try to carry on and and hold on to? One of the things I'd really like to do is is not do too much. You know, I uh, definitely remember being like, oh my gosh, this job's gone and that opportunity's gone and blah, 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 blah. But actually, it's really made me reevaluate what it is exactly that I'm running back to and what actually are the things that bring me joy, you know? And there's we've all found new ways of adapting to, you know, working from home and things like that. And it's kind of like, right, what makes it easier? Even just the night before being like, oh my God, first thing in the morning when I'm trying to set up that zoom link it's so stressful what I'm gonna do right before bed is just set it up and then come downstairs and then put it on Mm. and like those little those little things actually enhance your life a lot better you said doing less right and Mm. I know you and we're kind of similar in a lot of ways and I've been saying the same thing I'm like Adrienne you need to be doing less Say next no year. More, yeah. yeah, next year I want to do less to be able to enjoy more. So what are the things? Because you can't just do less. There's going to be something you're going to have to literally cross off the list. So what is it? What's it going to be? What are you going to do less of to be able to enjoy other things more? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't Trust know. Me, this is me too. I'm like Adrienne. What's what's gonna go? Something's gotta go. Something's gotta go. I'm like, well, I still want to do that race. I still want to do my podcast. I still want to work at Fit. I still want to see AJ. I still want to do these things. But yeah, I think sometimes when opportunities come, we maybe feel like this opportunity is amazing, or we feel flattered. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you know I've been asked to do that job. Or you. I also feel like it's hard to say no because it's like you feel a bit stush. So you're like, oh, yeah, of course, I'd love to help. But the reality is by doing that for everybody else, yeah, I think both of us sometimes, it's just like there's so much. And actually a quote that I love, one of my favourite poets ever, Inkyu, his book is called Inquire Within, amazing. His poem, Home, there's a line in it that says, I was working for a living, but it wasn't working because I wasn't living. I mean... Profound. Isn't that it? Yeah. Wisdom. Wisdom. That is it. If you are so, so busy working, working, working for your life, you're not mm. actually able to live the life that you want to build because you're just working. And yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm basically going to be hold you accountable and I want you to do the same for me to say, what are we saying no to in mm. order to be able to say yes to ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, one of the things, I don't know, because it's kind of like, I feel like I've started to implement those changes. So like, say for example, going to events and there are events on, even virtual events. And I'm like, no, don't need to do that because you don't need to 
be everywhere all the time. I think that's what social media definitely makes you feel sometimes, this fear of missing out. And I am going to leave that. I'm going to leave that fear of missing out. I'm going to really commit to my answers, which is, yes, if I want to do something, it's because I really want to do it. And no, if I don't want to do it, it's because I really don't want to do it. But when I say no and then see someone else doing it, it's still a no. It still mm. needs to be a no. Like, you can't get jealous about those things. What about the in-between stuff where you're like, oh, yeah, mm. you know, it could be cool. You're not really excited about it, but you're not like, oh, I don't want to do it. So then you end up going, well, personally, I'm like, okay, sure. How am I going to stop doing that, AJ? You just need to just, honestly, you really do need to pick a side. I think now is the time, especially for you, to pick a side. You're so busy. You've got so much to do and you want to maximise all of the of the amazing things that you've built for yourself. Um, you know, myself included. I'm literally like, oh my gosh, I've really, I, you know, I've really been enjoying this period of time because I basically cleared my diary to be like, right, that week is don't lock the boat and I'm keeping it free to do a little bit of promo for that show. And that's it. Mm. That is it. That's all I'm doing. I'm going to take a leaf out of your book, AJ, because for me this time, my son is still at school, whereas last time he wasn't. So I felt like I had more of a reason, more of a pull to not do those things because I'd be like, oh, I can't. I'm spending, you know, doing things with Jude. I'm taking him out on his scooter. I'm having dinner with him. And I felt like I had that. Whereas because he's at school this time around, I think it's maybe a bit more difficult. So I'm going to take a leaf out of your book and my yes needs to be yes and my no needs to be no. And anything in the middle that's lukewarm needs to be no. I think it just needs to be no. Yeah, I just think say no more and you'll feel better about it because guess what? You'll have time to rest, you'll have time to recover, which means that when you do spend the time with the people that you love, especially your son, you will literally maximise that time to the fullest. You'll live it, you'll love it and you will not be regretting that. No, never, <laughs> never. I don't know how we managed to bring this on to me. But I know, I was like, deflect, she's, she's deflect. She's you're just the presenter. I'm like, it's not about me. Adrian. I'm like, I'm not giving up anything because... Do you know what, right? I always say, right, I don't like waking up feeling groggy. That is not the vibe. So I want to drink less, right? However, I love having a glass of wine. I love, like, the social aspect that comes with, like, me having a glass of Prosecco, especially in times of, um, well, only really in times of celebration. Like, the show's been on this week, so I've been like, yes, raise a glass to me! <laughs> This is what I deserve. This is what I work for. Pop that bottle, right? However, what I am definitely giving up on, starting from maybe like next week when I've like finished all the supplies in my house, um, this week is um, having organic wine. Low sulfate. Organic wine. Okay, so is that going to be well, less of a hangover? Or biodynamic... Well, if you want to get Jodie Shield up in here, she orders biodynamic wine. What's that? Maybe it's less... <laughs> I think you don't get hangover. I think it's yes. better for your... Oh, it's actually better. So basically, there's this shop around me and it, they sell like low, you know, wine that's low in sulfate, um, which tend to be the, the more like organic wines, but definitely check the label um but yeah the sulfate for me i think that's what i'm allergic to in alcohol and i've sampled it and i can concur and i'm thinking do you know what that's what i'm leaving behind because i want i you know i'm 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 leaving behind 
bad quality alcohol because it is not about those hangovers, feeling anxious, feeling groggy. No, 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 no. And actually, in in lockdown periods anyway, I don't tend to drink that much. Mm, well, I can't relate because I don't get hangovers, which... Uh, Adrienne's like a 15-year-old. Do you know what I mean? When like you have your first alcopop no. and you're literally like, oh, Excuse I don't me. get hangovers. Or at uni where you literally drink all day, all night, every day for three years of your life and you've never experienced a hangover Adrienne's that person I don't know why but maybe I didn't drink a lot in my 20s so maybe my liver is just fresh but basically yeah I I can drink cocktails I can drink wine whatever and the next day when people are like oh gosh I'm like morning let's go oh my gosh it's actually so annoying like I'll just never forget being around yours for your birthday once and literally I was hanging I was on that sofa just really out here suffering and Adrienne it's like oh you don't have to get up now I'm just gonna like make myself a coffee and I was like yeah sure and then it was like bish bash bosh I am awake and you need to wake up too I'm having breakfast I'm cooking this we're going out for a run you should run I'm like no no what I need to do is have a barocca and a nap okay I don't know why you're awake but it's annoying sorry everyone but that's it that's it so post lockdown this you know what I'm going to replay this to myself because I'm listening and I'm going yes do less but the reality is as well we've all been in our homes for so long I mean Mm. the whole year that I feel like once we finally get some freedom back I don't know about you but I am not going to be in my house basically (laughs) at all I'm going to go some you know I I don't know I think I've got to remember that yes I can't just be here there and everywhere because I want to make in a way I feel like some people as well might have that feeling of I've got to make up for lost time you know that whole 2020s cancelled and all that which it's not it's then like right let me do all the things I couldn't do for a whole year no 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 I do not feel like that again that is fear of missing out you feel like you've missed out on your big holiday you feel like you've missed out on all your nice luxurious meals out it's like no no you really haven't actually we've had a pause we've reevaluated what we really need in life what really matters and you will go back to the things that you thoroughly genuinely enjoy like when I took myself on a little staycation I was like that is actually what I want to do I want to go on a staycation and again I learned about what I really like and what I like on a holiday which really is only good views you are obsessed with views I'm obsessed with views obsessed with views but even to the point where when we go places that I feel like the view's pretty mediocre you are just like yes look at the view and I'm like (laughs) okay like I think you need to live in a high tower you need to live in a princess tower so you just have a view of the whole kingdom I literally honestly I stayed at the Shangri-La which is at the top of um, the Shard building in London I mean wow People were there on honeymoons getting married and I was just there by myself thinking, wow, this is, yeah. But I was celebrating and it was a real treat to me, from me. And I woke up every single day. I looked out on the River Thames and saw Tower Bridge and saw like the walkie-talkie building. And I was like, yes, yes. But it was great and London. And you're like, look at the view. And I was like, I love it. You love it. I love it. I love the sky though. I love looking up. I mean, even mine, right? So obviously right now we are recording in my spare room with the tiniest windows wrapped around like blankets and stuff. But my 
bedroom. I was adamant when I was getting this place that I needed a south-facing living room and a south-facing bedroom. These are the two rooms that I spend the most time in and I need the light to just pour in. Like, that is my view. The view is the sky, the blossom tree outside, the, yes, just the sun. And I will take it all, even when it's raining. I'm like, great view. Wow. I mean, we're learning a lot about you, AJ, but also I think it's just the <laughs> optimism and the energy. And I, that's something that I think with the first day we ever met, I was like, I've written this thing about in my book about when you meet other people and about how, you know, building networks, building communities, building real friendships. And I've written in there that when you meet another person and like your energy and their gen- energy, you either attract them. I was talking about magnets. You either attract them, you repel them or you resonate. And there's this... Um, this phenomena where if you go into a piano shop and you hit mm. the middle C of a mm. piano, all the C chord string of all the other pianos in the room will start to vibrate and resonate. Wow. Isn't that mad? Honestly, it's true. So go into a piano shop, hit that middle C, and every piano in the room, the middle C will vibrate. That resonate is what we did when we met. We did. Uh, we, we actually did. So, yeah, I, I hope the listeners are absolutely loving getting to know you as well as I do, because I think that's the nice thing about this show is often if I'm interviewing someone who maybe I've never met before, you know, I do my research, I do my homework, I write my questions. But, you know, having a conversation with a friend and being able to, I think, just be a bit more candid. I really hope that the listeners have enjoyed. Yeah, I really hope you've uh, listened hearing about my dull set tones as well. And don't worry, <laughs> I don't have a drinking problem. <laughs> We talked a lot about yeah. boots. <laughs> okay, so Power Hour, we talked about it last time. You're not an early bird. You're not getting up at 5.30 with no, me. But no. has any no. Has anything <laughs> changed since two years ago in terms of your morning routine? Anything that you now include? Anything you avoid? Or is it still the same? Well, uh, first and foremost, I've obviously got a different routine every single day. Every single job is different. But when I don't need to be up super, super early, I don't get up and I really don't feel guilty about it, which is one thing that has changed since we last saw each other because on the podcast, that is, because, um, yeah, I feel like I'd have this real, you know, sense of guilt if I got out of bed at 9am. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like the whole morning's gone. And now I'm like, it's 9.15 and I'm just stepping out of bed. And it's good because I feel fresh. And I'm like, yes, that's the time for me to start my day sometimes. Sometimes it is 9.15, sometimes it's 6. You know, when I was out filming Don't Rock the Boat, it was 4 a.m. So I know that, you know, it's not a luxury I can afford all the time. But when I can afford the luxury of staying in bed past 9 a.m., I really do. And I enjoy it. So that is one thing. And secondly... I really do try to spend the first hour off my phone. I'm still doing it. It is a hard practice. And if anyone's watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, you can watch that and not feel guilty about why you take your phone to the bathroom or, you know, look at it the first, you know, it's the first thing you do when you wake up and go to sleep because there are loads of addictive tools on there. That's what it's designed to do. 
So even the makers and creators are addicted to an app that they thought that they could just make for other people to consume. Like everyone's addicted to their phones. And so actually it's a real effort for me to not be on my phone first thing in the morning, but I'm not. When I wake up, it's my hour to play music and have a shower and have a nice breakfast and exercise if I want to. And then, you know, talk to my mum and then boom, you start the day. Mm, yes, I think, yeah, social dilemma, definitely. A lot of conversation. We could do a whole episode on that, especially when social media is so tied into your work. I think it makes it adds another layer. Yeah. But I think that avoiding the the phones in the morning, the doom scrolling, as it's now mm. being called, I think is really, really important. And But the, the difficulty right now, I guess, with the world is that so many kind of updates, whether it's, um, you know, government updates, whether it's guidelines, whether yeah. it's, you know, watching the election. I think people kind of, they do wake up and grab their phone because they're like, oh my gosh, what madness am I going to see today? I feel like I said the other day that this year, 2020, it's like Jumanji. It's like, just roll the dice. Like, what's coming Yay. next? You know, next we're going to have a plague of locusts. And then, but- you know, so it's people wake up and I think there's a little anxiety of like, let me just look at Twitter. Let me just get the news yeah, updates. Get me going to see news. But if anything... You can't do anything about some some of those things. And if oh, actually it makes you more stressed and yeah. makes you just go, oh, the world, like there's so much happening. And it's just like, take this information, watch this video, read this thing, input, input, input before you've even, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Not even woken up yeah. and I'm stressed. And it's, it's, it's a terrible start to the day. And you can't, you really can't um, make positive change and positive decisions if you are stressed out immediately. Like it's such a, it's like being woken up by a really aggressive alarm clock. Um, I wake up to the sound of music now and, you know, the gradual light on my loomy alarm clock. And I'm like, yeah, that is how mm. I should wake up. I should not be like, ah, ah, ah. it's just like, it's too much. You're right. Exactly. Right now, I think with the election and all the other things that have been happening in this mad, mad world, I definitely feel like, yeah, opening your news app or your Twitter feed or whatever before you've even stepped your feet out of bed. I think you're right. It's like rolling a dice and some of the, the feeling, you maybe you underestimate as well. You might think, well, I just want to get a bit of an update. It's not going to no. impact me. But yeah, I think it, 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 why take that risk? It really could set you know it's like the first domino to fall I always say that about the power hour and you want it to set you off in the right direction 100% I mean even recently you know I'm Nigerian and there's the protests have been ongoing there about ending SARS uh, which is this very brutal police force in Nigeria and you know that's really stressful I've got a lot of family in Nigeria still and you, the first thing you do is obviously, you know, you're you're trying to call home. You're trying to call Nigeria, see that all your friends and family are, are safe and sound there. And it just derails your whole day. And I'm not saying, oh, my gosh, it gets in the way. But, you know, something even not as extreme as that. I mean, I don't know. You might see, like, a picture of your ex-boyfriend who's just got engaged <laughs> to a new woman. And you're like, excuse me, I have not moved on. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It could be that. I mean, it could be. It could be. Hypothetical. I mean, very hypothetical. Not me. Oh, okay. Never. Okay. Darling. Okay. <laughs> but it could be that. That's what I'm saying. It could, it could be... be that it hypothetical made-up day. <laughs> 
gosh, I love it. I love it. This is why we're on the phone for two hours. When I call you, and I literally, this is what I do whilst I'm on the phone sometimes to AJ, because I know it's going to be long. I'm like, yes, here we go. Buckle up. I put on my headphones, and then I do my chores. I might load the dishwasher. I might take out the recycling. Sometimes go for a walk around the park. I get my life together and feel motivated at the same time. Mm. I love that. I feel motivated as well. Um, I do. I really do. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. But do you know what? Regardless of, you know, my power hour in the morning and stuff like that, it does change. It's always rolling. And there's food to be made right now. I'm about to go into my power hour, clean the place, cook the food, and also... Read the book. Okay. The Power Hour, darlings. Yes, so I bought a copy today, a proof copy for AJ. So proofs, I didn't know this before I wrote a book, but proofs are basically like early copies. They're not the kind of final finished one, but they're early copies that you get to share with some press and whatever. And then you, yeah, get feedback and etc. So I've given AJ a proof copy today, which is mad to, like I said, have it in my hands and be like, AJ, my book, it's actually here. And I think because we've talked about it and you've supported me so much this year in that process, you know you really know what's in the book you know the kind of yeah the blood sweat tears the stories that the, everything that's gone into it so I'm kind of nervous actually for you to dive into it but also really really excited so yeah I want to hear your thoughts AJ I'm so excited I mean obviously we could not do this podcast without mentioning that well I certainly couldn't as well I was so proud of you but also just really excited to read the book from a very selfish point of view I'm like this is what I need this is the Bible this is literally what I need to, you know, keep me on track, to keep me motivated because, you know, I think it always sounds as if I've always got my A game on and I'm always moving in the right direction. And actually, even the most motivated person can derail sometimes and go off kilter. And I feel like this book is going to be the book that I pick up when I need to pick me up and go, right, yes, that's the move. That's what I'm going to do. I can't wait to read it um and yes this is the very early copy but i know it's already going to be the real deal oh i know that i'm going to read the book and be like it's perfect (laughs) and then you're going to be like we've changed it all no no there's not there's not been a lot of changes but i think the main i guess the main key takeaway because people do always say to me about motivation and that's definitely what i hope for the book but to be honest aj there's so much i've tried to make it as practical as i can so it's actually a toolkit so it's actionable because you know i think feeling motivated is great for a short time but it doesn't Mm. doesn't do anything and doesn't help you to take action so there's a lot of real kind of step by step you know this is how I did that this is how I did that this is how this person built that and you know the questions that I get asked about how do you get these guests on your show or how did you work with that brand or how did you all of the things I'm like I've put it all in there I'm like this is how I did it so you can do it too everything is in that book so enjoy I can't wait thank you thank you for having me back today and yeah thank you for bringing a proof copy of the book because I really genuinely think it's gonna unleash a lot of joy to my life and i need to pre-order a few more actually because it's on the christmas list oh yes yeah shout i mean i didn't even ask her to say that so no no it's uh, (laughs) because genuinely i think it's gonna be something for everyone as well like I, i feel like you know the way i see it 
in my place. I don't have that many books on my bookshelves. Um, but one of the reasons is, is because I don't think books should live on bookshelves. I think they should be read and passed on. And, um, you know, you should share those words. The words have so much power. Like, why are you just keeping them all to yourself? You know, if a friend comes round and wants to borrow a book, treat treat your shelves as, as a library. That said, my family live all over the show. My younger sister lives in Brazil, for crying out loud. So she definitely deserves a copy of her own oh my gosh yes gifting thank you that is a good idea so yeah thank you so much AJ for today I'm going to let you get on with your cooking and you've got lots to do and I've just yeah absolutely loved talking to you and just it being recorded I kind of forgot it was being recorded to be honest because this is our our usual this is our life this is our life but if you've enjoyed the episode then please do let us know rate review share it let us know if you've enjoyed it send it to someone who you might think might need a laugh today and yeah thank you for tuning in to the power hour AJ I guess we'll have you back again maybe next year oh my gosh yes please I'm ready thanks for listening ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.